What is green? Apart from a color, obviously. It's the most important word in the world because it's at the heart of the battle to finance climate action. We need to understand what's really good for the environment and what's really going to slow climate change so that we can find the money to pay for it. If it's truly green, then it's going to help save humanity. And you'll find out what it is here with our Dictionary of Green Finance. I'm Matt, and this is Climate Solutions from the European Investment Bank. The Virtuous Circle, a story about taking the waste out of the take-make-waste economy. Glossary, circular economy, linear economy, eco-design, cradle-to-cradle approach, sharing economy. The European Union alone produces about 2.5 billion tonnes of waste a year, 38% of which is recycled, while the rest is landfilled or burned. It's not all industrial waste. Each person in Europe produces on average half a tonne of waste a year. This waste has negative effects on our health and on the environment, and it's costly to manage it. It also demonstrates that we're not using the Earth's finite resources efficiently. This linear take-make-use-dispose economy is not working. We're extracting virgin raw materials at a pace so fast that it doesn't allow them to be replenished. We're already having problems extracting some critical raw materials whose sources are under constant pressure. At the same time, the amount of waste just keeps growing. Global waste generation is due to increase by 70% by 2050 a year by which scientists expect there to be more plastic in the oceans than fish. Humanity is due for a fundamental shift in the way we think, behave and consume. Recycling will not be enough. Circular economy is the solution. Circular economy takes the line in the linear economy, shortens it and bends it into a circle. The first step is to eliminate the over-extraction of raw materials by using secondary raw materials. Those are salvaged from an existing product. Products then need to be designed so that at the end of their lives they can be upgraded, repaired or remanufactured. They also need to be more durable and resilient. This is what we call eco-design. In the linear economy, companies extract natural resources, make something out of them, pass the product onto the consumers for use, only for the product eventually to be discarded by the consumer. In a circular economy, Products and industrial processes are redesigned and redefined so that resources are kept in use in a perpetual flow. They never get thrown away. The circular economy designs waste out of our societies, or at least it reduces it to a minimum. For example, Phoenix, a French company, has created digital services that allow its customers to optimize sales of food close to the expiry date. It connects their retailers with charities in need of food donations. In addition to saving on the cost of paying someone to dispose of the waste, companies can qualify for financial incentives such as tax credits when they donate to non-profit entities. In France, Phoenix currently manages 5% of all food donations. That's the equivalent of 100,000 meals distributed and 50 tons of avoided waste every day. And it's already expanded to Portugal and Spain. Another example is an Austrian wastewater plant which produces 100% of its own electricity by using sewage sludge as an energy resource. Even converting and redeveloping old urban areas qualifies as circular economy. But 
The responsibility for implementing the circular approach is not only on companies, it's on all of us, from policymakers to consumers. We need to change our mindset. Before throwing something away, we need to consider whether it can be repaired or recycled in any way. This approach also requires a shift in the way we buy products. Do we have to own a particular product if we're only going to use it once? It's a question worth asking in a circular economy. A notable example of this is Amsterdam Schiphol Airport. A few years back, the airport was looking to reduce its energy consumption by replacing its old lighting system. Well, instead of buying new LED lighting, they bought light. How do you buy light? Schiphol pays for the light, but not for the lighting fixtures and the installations. The company in charge of the system, Philips, takes care of the equipment and at the end of the contract, the airport can choose whether to upgrade the old lights or buy new ones. So in the end, Schiphol pays for a service, but doesn't own the product itself. Closely related to the circular economy and worth mentioning in this context is the sharing economy, which is based on the idea of owning less and sharing more. You've probably tried it yourself, or at least you've heard about it. In the sharing economy, consumers share, rent or swap products and services instead of relying on large companies. That's why it's also called the collaborative economy. Blablacar fits into this category. The French company connects drivers and passengers willing to travel together between cities and share the cost of the journey. And in doing so, it reduces emissions as well. But the circular economy is not just an environmentally friendly choice. There's an economic logic behind it too. The circular approach enables companies to protect themselves from price fluctuations in rare raw materials. This cradle-to-cradle -cradle thinking, which means bringing the product or its parts back to the cradle of its initial production, is particularly useful for companies that deal with expensive, rare, raw materials. The climate will benefit from the circular economy as well. Applying circular economy strategies in just five key areas, cement, aluminium, steel, plastics, and food, could eliminate almost half of the emissions from the production of goods. That's 9.3 billion tons of CO2 in 2050, which is equivalent to cutting current emissions from all transport to zero. Thanks for listening to this episode of Climate Solutions from the European Investment Bank, the EU Climate Bank. Don't forget to subscribe, and then you'll get all our episodes, including the next one, which is about how all the things we talked about in this episode will get financed. It's called A Natural Bond, a story about green bonds. <laughs>